I think it all comes down to being really good at what your job description has and going outside of that and being extremely proactive with trying to find the gaps that the team, you know, does not see or that the team does not have resources for. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Marketing Careers Podcast presented by the marketinghelp.co. A quick reminder that the Marketing Help has a library of over 200 free resources to help marketers navigate the career. What am I talking about? So the job search. You can get clarity, save a ton of wasted effort by accessing our career planning guides. Uh, Interviewing. So get more confident quickly in your next interview by leveraging our interview questions guidebook, a most popular resource. It has over 50 questions to prepare to ask and answer specific to marketing roles. And let's say you hiring marketers. So hire an A-team of marketers by accessing our hiring marketers webinar, which is going to provide you with the hiring process framework and resources uh, necessary to identify and hire the right marketers. Now, all these resources and more free, ready for you. Just go to the marketinghelp.co forward slash library. Okay, the intro clip was from our guest, Anna Tutskaya. Now, Anna is the head of marketing at ManyChat. Now, Anna's clip was part of her summary on how marketers can get promoted within a year. Now, Anna shares some of her other great marketing career tips in this episode, all based on her journey from creating a grocery store startup in Russia uh, to then joining a a tech startup as an intern, then to an agency as a co-founder, and then ended up as the head of marketing at one of the industry's most popular communications platforms at ManyChat. And in this episode, Anna's going to cover tips on marketing career moments like... Uh, the three-step process she used for landing a marketing role without even applying online. I like that. And how to turn that internship into a full-time role. Plus, keep on listening at the end where Anna actually reviews some of the opening marketing roles at ManyChat. You definitely want to check those out. So let's get into it. Here's my discussion with the head of marketing at ManyChat, Anna Tutskaya. Anna, welcome to the episode. Hi, Eric. Thank you for having me. Yes. So real quick, just to give our audience a, a sense of ManyChat, I actually use ManyChat, big fan. Uh, explain for audience, maybe in a couple sentences, what it is that, that you do at ManyChat and what does ManyChat do? So let me start with ManyChat. ManyChat is a chat marketing platform. We allow businesses to build automation through platforms like Messenger, SMS, email, and now Instagram. We target small and medium businesses. We have over 1 million businesses on the platform. And I run marketing at ManyChat. So basically every interaction that the potential user or the user has with the platform, uh, it's basically my team. We are responsible for acquiring the new leads, converting them into customers and make sure they are nurtured throughout the way. Very nice. And and having myself worked on the B2B uh, SaaS company before, I'm sure we could have a whole other podcast talking about those things. But a (laughs) career moments, uh, career moments episode. So I'd love to dive into initially here talking about your career path. So first question would be just when you think about how you got started in marketing and we're going to go through your all your stops along the way here. What was the impetus for you to get started in marketing? What's your story in terms of how you got into uh, marketing as a career path? That's a really good question. Marketing is my passion, honestly, and it has always been 
though I discovered it a little bit later uh, in my uh, career. So first of all, my my um, my education is in finance. So I have bachelor's in banking and finance, and I got my master's. Uh, that I studied in London for finance. And when there was a time to get my job, I was thinking, should I go into the banking space uh, or should I do as a corporate finance or should I start my own company? Because that was always, you know, a thing that I wanted to do. And eventually I decided to try out entrepreneurship. I had a really good, you know, um, reasoning for that. I uh, was helping out my family with real estate development company. And basically I was working with all this real estate and some of it we were renting out, some of it we were building businesses on top. And coming from London where I studied, I really enjoyed this organic, farm to table, you know, grocery stores that they had there providing people with amazing quality foods that I, we didn't have access to um, in the city in Vladivostok, the city in Russia that I lived at. And I wanted to do that. I wanted to bring it to people. So eventually I found myself in launching, you know, grocery store chain, uh, farm to table, uh, collaborating with a lot of, you know, farmers markets and farmers uh, in the region, you know, and building this uh, chain of stores. So people have access to this food. So I was doing that for a couple of years and um, really enjoyed this entrepreneurship journey. But there was time in my life where uh, we decided to leave Russia and to move to the United States. Mm. Okay. So, and that that's like the first couple of stops in your career path. So it sounds like real estate and then a passion for for food led you to start your own company uh, farm to table grocery store, and then it was time to head to the United States. So in those two roles, the real estate company, the, the grocery, st- grocery store chain, were you learning and doing elements of marketing or was it enough to pique your interest? And then you felt like the next role you took wanted to be uh, focused on marketing specifically. You pretty much nailed it, uh, Eric, because when I came to the United States, I asked myself, like, what do I want to do next? And in order to answer this question, I think it's very important to analyze like your previous experience, right? What uh, basically I was doing in the past and what did I enjoy the most? And out of my uh, career with real estate development and being an entrepreneur, I enjoyed marketing the most. You know, marketing, it's such a beautiful combination of business, of data, of creativity, you know, thinking, um, you know, as if you are a CEO and the founder and thinking, how can I grow this business? How can I grow it from the perspective of acquiring new users, you know, of providing the best experience for these people? It's all about marketing. And I enjoyed it. And I decided, okay, I want to build my career based on what I really loved. And so that's how I found myself in marketing. Perfect. So you had the passion that came, it was fed from uh, prior non-marketing related industries, but it opened your eyes to say, hey, I think marketing is a good place for me to start because I, I, I enjoy that that aspect. So how did you land your first role 
in the United States, you, you were based now in, in the San Francisco area. And was it a tech startup that you found for your first marketing job? Yeah, it was a tech startup. Uh, it was actually interesting. So I did, first of all, I decided that I want to, um, you know, deepen my knowledge in marketing. So I signed myself up for um, a marketing management course in University of Santa Cruz Extension. And um I started my classes there and there was an option that instead of, instead of taking some classes, I could take an internship. And unfortunately I couldn't uh, work at the time because I was in the process of getting my visa. So I did not have um, the right documents that would allow me, you know, to work full time. So I could land an internship. So I am studying, I'm like, learning marketing and, um, you know, learning marketing in a way how it is done in the United States, because obviously it's different. It's a new country, it's a new market. And I am trying to figure out what should be my, you know, how, what should be my next role? What should be my internship? And there was an instructor uh, or professor that I connected with um, at my courses that offered me you know, my first internship, uh, it's not actually, you probably haven't seen it. It's not in my resume with a social media uh, marketing company called eClinter. Mm. Uh, and um, I took it. I took it. I was very happy. I joined the team. Uh, it was a very early stage startup. Um, and the goal was to basically help out to package it nicely, like with a website perspective, social media perspective, and start working on acquiring the new customers. So I'm joining that uh, team. I start working there and I understand that something is not clicking. You know, first of all, I'm not very passionate with the product. Second of all, there is no marketers besides me uh, that can teach me, you know, and show me how to do it. And it felt like I was using my old strategies that I was using, you know, running my own business and uh, running the family business and real estate development. And it got a little bit boring. <laughs> so I was trying to figure out, is it actually like what I want to invest long-term? And thankfully at that time, my husband was searching online and he found a conference, a uh, growth marketing conference um, that he suggested me to attend. And I was like, no, you know, like, what would I do there? Like, I'm not, you know, a senior person. Like, it's not that the company sends me there. The ticket cost, I think it was like, what is it? Like six, eight, no, it was eight years ago. It was $700. Like we didn't have that much money at the time, you know, like it was expensive. And, but he's like, no, you know, you gotta go. And I, I'm so grateful for him. Like I remind him very often how grateful I am because I got to this conference and finally I hear about cool projects people are working on. They're talking about acquisition through paid ads. They're talking about conversion rate optimization on the website. They're talking about, um, at that time, influencers weren't that popular. I think affiliate marketing. And I was like, yes, that's exciting. You know, they're talking about growth, growth hacking. And after being there, like with these marketers for three days, 
I finally realized what I want to do, you know, moving forward and how, what do I want to learn? What people do I want to hang out with? And I think that was a really good start for my, um, you know, career path. So, so, and those are good experiences and two things come from what you just said there that I want to uh, just underscore here. And the first is in that role where you realize that you were the only person that understood marketing. So therefore you felt like you weren't, A, you weren't learning anything new and you were kind of left to your own devices to figure out how things worked. And the thing about that is some marketers today actually want that sort of position but for those that are in a journey like yourself where you're trying to identify, is this the best field for me, yes or no? You know, if you could do it all over again, maybe it was, you know, find a position where you could be in with a lot of different marketers or surround yourself with other marketers so you have that opportunity to learn as much as you can as fast as you can. Now, obviously, it all worked out for you, but I think the learning there could be, you know, for those that are new into the marketing career journey, consider put, putting yourself in a place where there's multiple marketers to learn from. And then the second thing is, wow, you know, congrats to your husband for pushing you to outside your comfort zone to go to that conference because I agree, right? You know, I would always have to, you know, uh, really build a case to send a team to a conference, you know, back when that was the thing when we could do that easily because mm -hmm. of those things you just mentioned where, you know, even one session could open your eyes to five ideas in your head about how you should be doing it for your business. And now we're seeing more of these conferences become more in person. So I think you you you, you spoke uh, wonderfully about the power of a conference, assuming it's the right conference for what you're looking to do because of all the, the upside that comes from, you know, sitting through some of those sessions. Um, so absolutely. A so after I that can't conference, agree more with you. after yeah. that conference, you then that was inspiration to say, yes, I'm in the right position. I'm in the right career path. I want to find a place where I can do more of this, you know, have the ability to do more of this, these things that I learned at this conference. So where did you go from, from there after that conference? I did two things. First of all, I went on udemy.com and I, you know, signed myself yeah. up for all of the courses I could find related to this, the subject subjects that I found exciting and interesting for me during the conferences, during that conference. So it was, I think, growth marketing, you know, um, growth marketing course. It was course on Facebook ads, course on Google ads, and maybe something else. So I really wanted to dive deeper, understand it, learn the keywords that I would need, you know, to uh, mention during my next interview, like right. during my next, for my next startup. And I was doing all of that. And besides that, I was trying to figure out, okay, since I'm an intern and a lot of companies need interns, so I need to find a company I want to work at. So I was trying to figure out what should be that next, you know, company that I will intern at. And I started thinking about my passions. I had a lot of passion in first of all technology. Then I had a lot of passion in uh, uh, wellness, health and wellness, and travel. So I, I actually, 
it's an interesting story because there is something else I want to add to this whole, you know, exploration process is I was also trying to follow a lot of people online, Mm -hmm. uh, people that are marketers, you know, read their blogs and try to connect with them, to communicate with them. And I found a really interesting blog about also, I think, career or marketing. And I reached out to the author saying like, hey, I really like his name is Nelson. I appreciated your blog post. Like, thank you for writing it. And he's like, oh, awesome. Like, maybe we can, you know, meet at that time he was working at Optimizely in San Francisco. You can come over and have lunch with me then so we can chat about the blog post. And it was a great surprise for me, right? First of all, like you can reach out to pretty much everyone in the industry using LinkedIn, and then you can actually get responses, right? And in some circumstances, people can even invite you to have coffee and lunch with them. So I'm going to have lunch uh, with Nelson and we sit down and he just shares with me his journey, you know, of marketing and what was helpful for him, you know, to build his career. And uh, I think he shared with me a couple of resources that I could use, you know, to define the list of companies I want to work at. And one of them was Crunchbase. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you're familiar with this uh, source. So he suggested me go on Crunchbase. It will allow you to filter out all of the companies that are within the space you're interested in, right? In my space, in my case, it was tech, wellness, and travel. Uh, You can then filter out the companies by their uh, rounds of investments. So basically, you can actually filter out by those that just raised their investments. And you can even filter out by companies that are actively hiring right now. I took his advice, extremely grateful. I did that. And I had a list of, I don't know, I think 200 companies Mm. that match my, you know, uh, expectations match my like desires, and I started reaching out to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I want to pause and make sure that yeah yep, you have yep. no questions. And then, and then mm-hmm. from there, that list and that outreach is what led you to your next role. Is that what led you to? It- uh, that that would led me to Luma Body Tech. Exactly. Okay. So I was reaching out. I was reaching out through LinkedIn. I was trying to match emails, you know, when it's like first name dot last name at like the name of the company dot com. I did all of that. And eventually I got an interview for uh, an internship in Luma Body Tech. And it was in the list of the companies I really wanted to work at. And then you were there for what, about a year? I was there for, I would say almost Three years, a couple years, like okay. two and a half for sure. Which I'm sure that that position, because of how you found it and the, the, you educated yourself with Udemy courses, um, you're in the role doing what you wanted to do. And then after three years, you decide to do what? What happens next? I actually want to tap what happened during Luma Body Tech oh, sure. because yeah. I think that was a really beautiful path that I had there and a lot of learning experiences right there because I started as a uh, as an intern, right? And my goal there was to work on customer acquisition. And at that time, we had the company, a marketing team of around, I don't know, six to eight folks focusing on a lot of different stuff, but specifically for customer acquisition, we had an agency, actually a consultant that we were partnering with. And my goal was to support 
that consultant and mm-hmm. work with him to representing uh, the, you know, the team. And eventually, so first of all, I took this role very seriously. I worked as a, you know, full-time employee and eventually my manager saw that and he told me, if you work basically hard enough and you want to stay with us, we are going to, you know, give this position full-time for you and replacing the consultant, replacing the agency. Because at the end of the day, a lot of companies want to bring everything in-house, like it's more efficient, it's better. And, um, And that happened. So I worked very closely with him. Eventually, I took on all paid media. Uh, in the meantime, I was learning a lot in um, what was happening on the conversion rate optimization uh, world, what was happening on the UX UI design, so I could match acquisition with conversions, you know, like taking care of the holistic funnel. And very quickly, I grew from, you know, being an intern, then um, I don't remember what was the next position, but within a year, I grew to senior uh, digital marketing manager um, responsible for all the revenue generation, you know, coming through um, digital marketing efforts. And when you look at your path from intern to senior mark, senior digital marketing manager, so it sounds like there's three steps or three positions you had uh, in your time there. How important was your relationship with your manager to, to make sure that you were getting that promotion? Because when somebody says, the manager says, hey, work harder and there's an opportunity for you check. You worked harder, you got the opportunity. But then to get promoted, you know, I think a lot of marketers, you know, aren't sure how to get promoted. So you you did it twice. So what are your tips on how to get promoted inside of a marketing team? I think it all comes down to being really good at what your job description has and going outside of that. And being extremely proactive with trying to find the gaps that the team, you know, does not see or that the team does not have resources for. Become an expert in these areas. And honestly, like a really good, you know, online course or the latest book, you know, on that specific topic can make you an expert, like at least the smartest person, you know, in the room for that specific area. And then come and claim it and say like, okay, there is no one is doing conversion rate optimization. Like we just have the website. It's not being optimized. I want to run A-B test and I know how to do that. Can I do that? Like on my extra time, you know, being ready, you know, to open up some time on top of your current job responsibilities to do some tests and start doing that. And in this way, you will be opening up the scale of your involvement. And when you see that, okay, now outside of my current job responsibilities, I'm doing something else. It's time to come up to your manager and say like, listen, (laughs) it's actually, uh, I'm doing more than I was hired for. Let's revisit uh, A, my job description. Uh, Let's revisit my title and let's revisit uh, the salary that I'm getting. So it really aligns with, you know, what I'm hearing you say is, you know, do not just your job, um, but do more than your job. Ideally, do the job of the position that's above you or that you want. Because it sounds like, like you said, you learn things that put you into a category of uh, knowing more about, you know, maybe more the strategic elements or maybe a deeper understanding of a specific channel. Uh, and that's what got you to say, 
hey, manager, uh, I'd love to talk about how I'm helping to grow the business. Oh, by the way, yes, I'm doing all these things, plus I'm doing these things. Um, that's great advice. That's great advice. So after yeah. achieving that level inside this company, it was time to move on to do your own thing. Is that what happened next? Yeah, there are two things that happened. Uh, first of all, my manager left mm. and he wanted to launch his own agency. Uh, but he was really good at sales. He was really good uh, with relationships, um, uh, with, you know, uh, all different sides of marketing and also the investors. But he needed to have this marketer, digital marketer lever, you know, to support other initiatives. So he offered me to be his co-founder. Oh. And nice. I was very happy to do that. <laughs> yeah. So you're basically, it was, it was, and I, and I see this a lot when it comes to, I actually did it myself and started an agency with, with friends. But the, the key thing here is that we each complimented each other. And that's what happened in this situation where, like you said, gr- he was great at sales and business development, but needed somebody to do the performance and generate the, the performance of the campaigns. Who were you servicing in this, this agency? Was it just targeting uh, tech startups or was it a certain industry? Targeting tech startups, uh, a lot of startups came from uh, my co-founder. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot of folks in the e-commerce world, um, pretty much worldwide. A lot of them uh, were from Israel uh, because that's where he had the most uh, connections and those that wanted you know, to come to the United States and launch companies there, or they were targeting world market, um, like worldwide market, and they wanted to, you know, focus on U.S. market. So that's where we came in. So we supported companies like like a Glove, it's e-commerce brand, Wooger, another e-commerce brand, and way more. But okay. the goal was same thing, basically helping them grow. <laughs> Got it. So I'm sure there's people or marketers in our audience that are listening saying, yeah, I've been dying to start my own agency because I can do it better than where I'm at now, or I have this desire to be my own boss, whatever it is. What would you say the one skill is that marketers need that's necessary to be successful when starting your own agency? Ooh, a lot of skills. (laughs) First of all, you need to have um, business skills, right? In running your own thing. So like a lot of operational, like how to do that, how to launch your company, how to figure out the taxes. You need to understand where you're good at, right? Where you want to, uh, you know, dive deeper in and what are the areas that you hate doing? Like you are never going to be good at what you don't like. So thinking, you know, how can I outsource it? Um, how can I find people who can help me, you know, with those things, like to your point, how can I find a co-founder that is good at what I'm not good at? And then, you know, complement his areas that he's not super happy, you know, to work on. So I would say those things. And the most important one is sales and networking. Like, I think they go hand in hand. So being able, you know, to network a ton, you know, sell your product services a ton and be really passionate with that. Right. Because when you have your own agency, you're in control of not just uh, creating opportunities to find new business, but you also have to service that business too. So I want to make sure both of those sides are covered. So 
you spent some time in this agency and then talk about how you found ManyChat or how ManyChat found you. What was the impetus? Because for those in the marketing space now, you know, most likely have heard of ManyChat and it's a it's a pretty powerful brand right now. So how did they find you? How did you find them to get the role you're in today? Yeah. So first of all, I used ManyChat myself mm-hmm. at Pluma Body Tech. I used ManyChat myself uh, with the agency serving my clients. It is such a powerful tool. And uh, when they reached out to me saying like, hey, Anna, do you want to join the team, you know, to grow our marketing muscle? I was like, heck yes. (laughs) As marketers, I think the most important thing you want to do is to market the product that you truly believe in, that you know brings a lot of value and in this way, like there is no way you're not going to have a success. You will be successful with that. Now, I think that's great advice. And this has come up in other episodes before uh, when talking about marketing career paths. And a lot of times marketers think they have two choices. I go work for an agency. Or I go work for, you know, an in-house marketing team. And what they, what they tend to avoid looking at is as marketers look at it, there's thousands and thousands of tools that marketers use on a daily basis. And if you're a marketer using one of those tools, you're the customer. And what better place to go work for than a place where you've been the customer because you have a perspective that absolutely could help you shine in any interview, but also help you with with networking too. Um, so mm-hmm. when securing that role at ManyChat, I'm sure you already had relationships with with people on the ManyChat side. And, um, you know, what was your biggest, uh, you know, when you think about the first, you know, six months to a year in your role at ManyChat, what was it that you were in charge of of doing or controlling? So the goal at ManyChat for me was to find growth levers for the company because the product is amazing and it grew a lot organically uh, by just word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And what we wanted to find is scalable, controllable, and measurable growth. So my goal there was to find the way we can grow by experimenting with a lot of different channels, by, you know, experimenting with a lot of different hypotheses and eventually building the team that will, you know, can push gas, push on gas and, you know, get the results. Absolutely. So we're going to jump into more about what you're doing in ManyChat now after the break here. But one last question before we hit the break. And we think about all that you've done and all the positions that you had. And I love that tip of networking that you had with that gentleman at Optimizely. We think about everything you've done until now. What would you say is the most memorable career moment so far? Such a hard question. <laughs> Let me think. The most memorable. You think memorable, impactful, because you've had a lot of different you know, turns and opportunities come up, but a lot of it's come from, from both actively doing something, but also passively, you know, being right place, right time. You know, a couple of moments come up and I think all of them are actually connected with one message Mm -hmm. is saying yes to projects that you're not sure you can deliver where you're not an expert, honestly. And I'm not a, 
like, I'm not even sure it's a good advice to give, but I can bring you a couple of examples. So when I was at Luma Body Tech, like that was the first example. And I was working on ads and I was never working at landing pages before. Like we used to be on WordPress at the time, uh, like the whole website. And there was a day, the whole company, we were moving from one office to another and everyone was busy, but I was there sitting working because I needed to launch some ads. And my manager comes to me and, and says like, hey, Anna, there is this partnership that uh, we have and we need to deliver the landing page today. Literally today. Hmm. Can you do that? I've yes. never used WordPress. <laughs> I've never used WordPress. I've never built any landing pages. And I was like, you know, two seconds today, what should I say? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so that was a long day for me, honestly. Mm. I had to Google how to use WordPress. I had to Google how to build landing pages. That was not the best landing page that I delivered in my career, but that was the page that I delivered and I was happy about it. Yeah, I think that's, um, so in terms of career moments, I think that is a great example of, uh, what a career moment is, it's, it's pushing yourself, putting yourself in that situation to, you know, have a moment that puts you in a different trajectory. And had you said no, guess what? Someone else would have done it. You wouldn't have that chance to push yourself to learn how to build a landing page. I'm sure it wasn't your last. Um, but but some great advice there in terms of embracing those say yes moments, even though we may be uncomfortable with them, because clearly that's that's there's value in doing that. So we're going to take a quick break here. We'll come back and we'll go deeper into, you know, what it looks like to be working in ManyChat, what you're doing, not just as a team, but learn more about your team and some of the functions and responsibilities that exist there. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Let me ask you a question. What's been the best marketing career advice you've ever received? Now, one of the most common answers we've heard uh, from guests of this podcast and from our community as the answer to that question is, is to get a mentor or to form your own career council. Now, Jed and I wanted to do something that would make this reality an opportunity for every marketer. So our current paid monthly membership option, TMH Plus, offers access to weekly group coaching, mentorship calls, and direct access to mentors via chat. So think of it like your, your own emergency line to help handle any challenging marketing career moments that you face. So we're offering a trial access to this TMH Plus met, uh, membership tier for only $1. $1 to get you a personalized sounding board, advice, guidance uh, that can help you land the higher salary, the promotion, or simply just gain confidence to manage your team or your client more effectively. So $1. If you have $1 and you're ready to start uh, accessing this level of career support for the next month, just go to themarketinghelp.co forward slash plus, enter the promo code listed, and we will message you shortly after you join to start a conversation. So that's themarketinghelp.co forward slash plus. Let's get back to the episode. Anna, here's the question as we go deeper into a day in the life. Now, obviously, every marketer's day and week differs, but just give us a general sense of, in your role, head of marketing, what are some of the, the tasks and projects that you're tackling on a, on a given week? You're absolutely right. Uh, it's actually very different week to week, depending where are we in the year, in the quarter. Uh, because, so currently, I am working on Q2 planning. Q2 is coming tomorrow. I know that the listeners will be listening it at a different sure, moment, but sure. still a lot of my uh, day-to-day 
now and for the last two weeks were to build out the strategy for Q2, making sure that the marketing strategy is aligned with the high-level organization goals, making sure that the team understands where we're going and excited about the path and um, building out the communication strategy like to the rest of the team and also to the board members um, that it is clear what are the goals and what are the forecasted results that we're going to get. So that's normally the end of the quarter, the end of the year, the beginning of the year, the beginning of the quarter. Throughout the quarter, it's all hands on in how can I support the team the most to get us to what we planned. Mm -hmm. It's basically being either very hands-on with some of the, you know, most potential projects or being extremely hands-on with hiring because hiring is always, you know, a huge challenge. Uh, There is an amazing market right now, especially for people that are trying to uh, find a new job. So it's really good time for you guys to go and, you know, find that next steps. It's extremely challenging for those who are trying to hire. So hiring and lastly is it's a lot of data, a lot of analytics and um, trying to find what's working, scaling what's working, trying to find what's not working, scaling what is not working or Mm -hmm. figuring out how to improve it. So that's my life. Nice. Um, And I guess I guess when you think about your business model, what you do, uh, those are I think very common cycles for those that are thinking about getting into this space or those that are thinking about someday I want to be part of the the strategy. Well, guess what? It, it, it's required for multiple times throughout the year because of uh, the cycles of your audience for sure. So when you think about your team, how many individuals, how many marketers are on your team and then what roles are they occupying? What are they doing? So I have over 10 folks in the team and, um, The team is divided into different channels and different, I would say, expertise that they have. So we have a growth team that is mostly focused on, you know, omni-channel growth and um, paid media initiatives, everything related to paid. We have events team because we are pretty heavy with events. We used to do offline conferences for over a thousand people. Once COVID hit, we started doing online summits. In fact, next week on Tuesday, we're going to have Instagram summit. And we are already at 24,000 registrants and ticket sales. So it's mind blowing (laughs) event that I'm very happy about. Um, Then a lot of, you know, the team is also focusing on a lot of educational webinars and workshops. Um, Then we have influencers slash partnerships team. Uh, We started partnering with a lot of folks um, helping to spread the word about ManyChat, whether they're YouTubers or Instagram influencers or educators. Then we have social media marketing team, um, mostly focused on organic social media and uh, MarTech team that helps to build all the online experiences, whether it's the website, Hmm. whether it's landing pages uh, or platforms for events. Uh, They have a ton on their plate, honestly. 
Uh, and then, of course, analytics. That's that's the core. That's the beauty, you know, that I am very proud uh, that we have at ManyChat, helping yeah. to making sure we understand what are the goals and what are the results of everything that we do. Now, how many how many marketers are in your analytics team? So how many marketers? So we don't have marketers in the analytics team. They're analysts, but they understand the core of what the marketing team is working on. And we have three people there. Okay. Got it. Okay. Now, when you, when you joined ManyChat, it sounds like there was only a couple of, of individuals on that team. And then you had to grow your team to the 10 plus that you have now. So when you joined ManyChat, what did the team look like? Who did you have? And I'm just curious, you know, from growing teams, you know, what was your next priority hire uh, after you joined? So when I joined, uh, we used to have, basically, we used to have three people in the team. Uh, and those three folks, they basically, we were all uh, spread it out. So those were not reporting to me. So we have product marketer. Uh, that was working closely with the product mm -hmm. and uh, with our customers that was whose role was to a understand the ideal customer persona, their needs and how product can help to excel this needs. Then we have head of um, content. Uh, she was basically doing all the beauty with our blog making sure that uh, all the written content that we have supports, again, the needs of the customers and also supports uh, organic growth. And then it was myself. And my goal was to start building out, you know, the acquisition and retention function uh, of the team. So when I started, it was just me, like within that part of the marketing organization. Because even now, like the marketing is divided into two parts, product marketing content, it Got reports it. to uh, product. Okay. Uh, and then the, the, the first hire you made when, when building your team, was it into the paid realm? Was it into um, other, which of the channels were the, your first hires when you started to grow your team? It was paid. paid. Uh, okay. Yeah, first of all, I started experimenting with paid myself mm -hmm. uh, and seeing, does it even work? Because you never know, right? It really depends uh, on the product. It depends on the targeted audience. So I found some success with the campaigns that I launched myself. Then I hired an agency that could help expedite the growth. And then I hired the um, first paid person, you know, to bring it all in-house. So that was the first thing. Okay. After that, we transitioned into influencers and partnerships because we all know, right? How do we find all the products and services? It's all by either reading the blogs or scrolling, right? Uh, your Instagram feeds. So it's extremely important. Uh, then basically events uh, followed uh, and... Like that's how the team started growing. And the time frame that must have been some pretty aggressive hiring. So that was over the course of did it take you what a full year to fill those positions, or was it recently until recently that you were able to secure those positions? I would say until recently. Okay. So and we are still hiring aggressively. Like there was no a moment when, um, <laughs> yeah, we weren't okay. hiring. Um, 
So when it comes to, and this has been a conversation I, I pretty much have every week with marketers that I talk to, uh, and even myself with some of the projects I'm working on, when it comes to hiring marketers. So clearly, if you're in a, you've been in a very aggressive hiring mode, you know, something I'm trying to help marketers understand is to unlock the the secrets, if you will, of how to be effective in a marketing interview. And I'm curious from your perspective, how you run your interviews, what is your process for interviewing marketers? Is it, is it 16 rounds and you meet everybody? Is it eight, <laughs> three people, do an assignment, then make a decision? I'm just curious, what is your uh, philosophy when it comes to hiring marketers in terms of the process? In terms of the process, uh, normally I would... Okay, let me actually step back. It all starts with the resume. Right. I think that's where like you need to focus a lot of your time and efforts in. And um, when I'm going through the resume, I really want to find the success success stories right there. So I'm not looking at people who list their job responsibilities like that's always like you can find those like in copy paste everywhere. Right. But I'm trying to find there is what you were able to accomplish like what metrics were you able to move or what exciting projects do you want, you know, to share within this, you know, couple of lines of your uh, resume. So that's the first and most important thing. And then it all comes down to, you know, a first like very quick 30 minute conversation that I have with the candidate where it's pretty much same thing, right? Where first of all, um, it's not only me hiring the candidate, right? I would say at this market, it's actually a lot of candidates are, you know, hiring uh, the company themselves. So in my term, I want to learn more like within this 15 minutes that I'm learning more about the candidate, how their experience is applicable for what we are hiring for. So within that 15 minutes, I think it's a job of a candidate to package their most exciting and most influential projects to share with me. They do not need to go through every detail. No, just do this amazing highlight. So I'm like, wow, whoa, really? Let's jump on an hour call and I want to deep dive. So that's a very important part. And then the rest of 15 minutes, it's me actually drawing a picture and like selling many chat because they have so many options to go mm-hmm. and work at. Okay. So that's the first part. Okay. And then after they meet with you, do they meet with other team members or is it is it just you? Yeah. After that, it's uh, they're meeting the team members. Uh, it's normally, I would say, four people, um, 45 minutes, one hour uh, each interview, mm-hmm. including myself, where I do the deeper dive. And then every person that interviews them uh, has, you know, a specific function. Like if we're hiring for a growth marketing manager or let's say growth marketing manager, then I would have someone who understands growth and this person will dive deeper into, you know, does this person knows the data? Does this person knows how to, you know, do things hands-on, like very detailed, you know, uh, questions. If um, there will always be someone who will focus on culture, right? If it's a culture fit or not, like, does this person have experience working with international teams, which is very important in our case, so on and so forth. And then the third person will be like, you know, a blend of both. And when you think about all the interviews you've been on, because if you're, if you're 
you know, having that first conversation with all the candidates, I'm sure you, you have a filtering process to get to that, that list, that short list. When you think of all the interviews you've had, is there one example or one thing that a candidate did that really, really impressed you? So yes, you expect them to have the, the highlight reel of their impact. But is there anything that, that a candidate's done above and beyond that really stood out that said, hey, everyone, this is a, this is a great candidate we should keep our eye on? Hmm. That's an interesting question. You know, actually one person comes to mind, though I was not a hiring manager for that position, but it was just mind blowing. So um, our head of content was hiring for a video manager and we already had a candidate that was on the last round of the interview. So we were ready to do an offer. And then she is receiving a video, very personalized video from a guy. His name is David. I'm very happy to work with him today. Uh, showing why he is great fit for this position. So he did not approach his job search like from the volume perspective, he chose a list of companies he really wanted to work at and he created the videos showcasing his skills. And then like after that, we were sold. You know, we paused that candidate that we already had. We ran through a very quick round with David and now he is, I'm happy to announce he's with us. <laughs> oh, nice. Way to go, David. And I think that's a, that, so that's why I asked these questions to all of our candidates because every hiring manager probably sees a ton and ton of different types of candidates and to to stand out above the volume of candidates that you're interviewing or have interviewed or have stories for to stand out uh, like the way David did you know I think that's that's my point here is like let's give a tip to our audience to say hey if you really want a job don't apply to a thousand job postings per week draw a short list and only apply to companies you want to work for but don't just apply to them stand out and you know stand out Dave, yeah i mean he was interviewing for a video role so he created a video to showcase his skills same could apply for a social media coordinator wanting to apply for a social media role uh you can still do a video to walk through an audit of of the social media profiles or how you would create a you know an effective ad a lot of opportunity out here to really stand out because as i'm sure you've seen there's a lot of there's a lot of mediocre there's a lot of average in terms of candidates, in terms of how they approach it. So there's a lot of opportunity to stand out, um, you know, for, for these roles. Speaking of which, you mentioned ManyChat is hiring. You want to talk more about the roles that you have open and who you're looking for? We have a lot of roles. First <laughs> of all, we have a lot of <laughs> product marketing roles. So if you're a product marketer, please reach out. Um, I'm looking for a senior web marketing manager, someone who will be responsible for all the website experiences, working a lot with our MarTech team, you know, to build those out. We have a director of influencers and partnerships role. That's another one. Mm. We are hiring for head of content. That's the next one. So go to manychat.com careers page and try see um, where your experience will be applicable and reach out. By the way, another advice that I have mm -hmm. is you can always follow up. Once you submit your resume, follow up through LinkedIn. Like that actually stands out a lot. And there were 
I would say only a handful of candidates that did it. And I made sure to at least go thoroughly through their resume, not skim it, like go thoroughly. And with most of them, I had a phone call and a couple of them were hired. Great because tip. they did this extra step that shows that the person is proactive. That's a, a fantastic tip and piece of advice coming from a hiring manager who has a decision-making influence when it comes to who you decide to bring into the into the process. So that's a, that's great advice. And guess what? It probably took those candidates, what, a couple extra minutes, 30 minutes, an hour to take the time to follow up with you directly. Uh, so just a, a great opportunity there to stand out in the process. So I'll, I'll include some some links in the show notes when it comes to the careers page because it sounds like some great opportunities at ManyChat. And listen, if you haven't used ManyChat, um, educate yourself, right? This is a skill you could learn this month to actually bolster out your T-shape as a marketer because who doesn't need to be knowing how to use some sort of chatbot or or messaging solution uh, when it comes to marketing? You know, a couple of questions here before we wrap up, Anna, and this question would be, and I may know the answer to this, but I'll ask it anyway. If you did not pursue a career in marketing, what would you be doing now? I would launch my own business, I would say. Any specific industry? Industry is hard, right? Um, I mean, I would find the industry that I am passionate about. Um, maybe I would say either that or the other, uh, choices being an educator, being a content creator, because, uh, that's the industry that is booming right now. I see a lot of, a lot of opportunities out there. And, um, personally, like with many chat, with my team, we partner with so many content creators out there that are amazing, terrific. They make a lot of money. <laughs> and I think that's a really exciting industry uh, to be at too. I love it. Good stuff. Um, so where's the best place for our audience to connect with you? You can find me on LinkedIn. As Anna Tutskaya, you can reach out to me there if you have any questions, if you want to work at ManyChat, or you really want to, you know, have a online coffee uh, chat about your career. I am always there for you. Please don't hesitate to reach out. I had people who helped me throughout my career growth, so I really want to give back. So don't hesitate. I love it. And we'll share links again to your to your profile in, in the show notes. But again, it goes back to how you got your start by uh, simply engaging with somebody who was posting content you found valuable at Optimizely, which turned into an opportunity to find ways to find companies you want to work for that, again, look where it led you today. So, you know, Anna's offering anyone out there listening an opportunity to maybe that conversation with Anna is the catalyst that you need in your career to understand what it's like to work maybe at a San Francisco tech startup or a SaaS business or in communication industry, what, whatever the case may be. And I appreciate your time and, and sharing all this great advice and information and offering to connect with our audience. And I wish you best of luck with all things at ManyChat. Thank you so much, Eric. And thank you for inviting me to your show. All right. A big thank you to Anna for joining me on this episode now, check out the show notes for ways to connect with Anna and to learn more about ManyChat and the marketing roles that they have available, plus some links to other resources mentioned in the episode. Now, my biggest takeaway 
from this episode in what Anna was sharing is her advice on how to get promoted. Now, it's, it's really about identifying where you can help your team or your manager by just saying yes to those projects that you might not know how to do, but it's going to force you to learn uh, and showcase your initiative and resourcefulness, all great stuff. And reminding you, if you want personalized guidance for myself or other marketing mentors for only $1, check out the marketinghelp.co forward slash plus, enter the promo code listed, and let's start a conversation. So this is your host, Eric Harbison, reminding you to help out other marketers by leaving a rating and review wherever you access your favorite podcasts.